Hello and welcome to the Confident Moms Podcast. This is your host, Laura Dry, and you're listening to episode number 38, Being More Self-Aware. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. I have to say I'm a little bit on cloud nine. I am so, so happy because we have had a little turn in the weather and spring is finally here. We have really nice, warm, beautiful weather all week long, which has been so fun. We've been out on bike rides already. I've been outside for walks in just a light, light jacket, and I couldn't be happier about this spring weather that is finally here. Um, I just love it so much. So I hope that wherever you are and wherever you're listening, you're also enjoying some nice weather and getting outside. And there's a little bit of a spring in your step because of that. Um, I know there is for me. Today, I want to talk about self-aware, self-awareness and being more self-aware and not only how we can do that, but also what does that even mean and why it's so important? Why is self-awareness so, so important? And so um, like with that, I know personally from my own experience in my life that self-awareness can change your life. Because self-awareness has changed my life. Now, I do want to start by saying that sometimes we might think of self-awareness as maybe something that's funny or that can be kind of mortifying at times. So a couple examples that I could think of 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 this is, you know, maybe learning that you've been wearing a pair of mismatched shoes all day long. I'll never forget one Sunday laughing at my grandma who was mortified. This was years and years ago when I was just young, but my grandma had got to church and realized that she (laughs) left the house in her slippers and was wearing her slippers at church. And my grandma was mortified that she had done this. And I just thought it was the most hilarious thing, but this could be in our mind an example of, Hey, I became self-aware that I was wearing my slippers. Another Great example that I want to share just because it was a moment, a mortifying moment that was not mine, but somebody else's. And I think that we can all relate to mortifying moments because I know that we all have them. Um, Is my family and I went on a holiday a number of years ago to Belize and we were staying at a VRBO, but about 10 minutes away, there was a beautiful resort that people could go and pay to stay at for the day, like pay to use all the amenities at for the day. And so we wanted to take the kids there because they had beautiful pools and really nice walking paths and like a swim up bar in the pool. And we just thought it would be a really fun kind of down pool day experience there. And so we went there and I remember my kids were just little and I remember playing with them in the pool and hanging out on the lounge chairs beside the pool. And this very attractive woman came out of the bathrooms kind of across the pool from me. And I'm kind of looking at this woman. I'm becoming aware of this woman in my line of sight. And I realized that she had a trail of toilet paper stuck to the side of her swimsuit 
And that side of her swimsuit was holding this toilet paper trail, like kind of like a tail. And it was, it, it ran for a couple of meters onto the ground. And as she's walking, it's like flailing. And I was mortified for her. And then my instant thought was, if that were me, I would definitely want somebody to come and stop me. <laughs> and so I got up quickly from my lounge chair and I ran over there and as nicely as I could without trying to make her feel, you know, as mortified as I felt for her, I just let her know, Hey, I don't think you noticed, but this is what I can see coming out of your swimsuit. And she thanked me very much. And she dealt with that. And I just think, yes, this can be us becoming self-aware of things outside of us. And in fact, at a very young age, we learned, um, we learned about this type of awareness and that's kind of in this, it's called the pre-operational stage. When we were kind of from the ages of, of two to seven, children begin to develop this idea of self-recognition. They understand that their thoughts and feelings are separate to other people's thoughts and feelings, and they really come into this sense of self. And at that age, you know, they will often use mirrors to observe their own features and character and characteristics and may even become fascinated with their own image. And so that is a self-awareness that I think that we can all grasp and understand. Um, certainly for this woman, once I let her know that this was going on, she became very self-aware and then acted accordingly because of that. But today, the self-awareness, like we're going to take that type of self-awareness one step further and talk about um, a different definition of, of self-awareness. And that is um, the definition of self-awareness of the ability to be able to recognize and understand our own thoughts, to be able to recognize and understand our own feelings and our own behaviors. It's also this ability to know your strengths and your weaknesses, to know your values and your beliefs and how you interact with others in those areas. And so what I'm really talking about today is having a self-awareness of you and how the things that you're thinking and you're feeling and you're doing create your results and how you are in charge of that. And I have to say that I, I'm pretty sure I went through that pre-operational stage where I came into my own. I got to know myself. I realized I had separate thoughts and feelings to others. Um, this self-awareness of recognizing me and my characteristics and my own features. But I all I didn't, I don't think I really learned or took it to the next level that um I had power over that. Like I wasn't self-aware enough to understand that I had control and power over my self-awareness. And when I kind of teach this to my clients in the very beginning stages, I share a little bit about the brain. And I talk about how we as humans are able to think about our thinking. We have a dog, for example. Dogs don't have the prefrontal cortex. They're not able to think about their thinking and so we as humans are lucky in the sense that we do have the ability of self-awareness in our thoughts and our feelings. And as a result, we're able to have power in our lives, have power over um, 
ourselves and the things that we do and say and the experience that we really have because of self-awareness. And so maybe we aren't super self-aware. Maybe we aren't super able to recognize our thoughts and feelings in the moment, but that doesn't mean that we can't be. It just means that we haven't learned it and we haven't practiced it and we haven't accessed it. And that's kind of where I was at when I was a miserable mom. I thought I should be so happy at all the things. I'm sure you've heard me talk about this before. Hey, I had thoughts. I had feelings. I recognized that I did, but I didn't take it that one step further to realize, hey, I had power over those things, that I was creating those things. And that is really the difference. And that was actually a pretty painful, um, it was pretty painful awareness for me because at that point I had been blaming all the outside circumstances for how I was feeling, not taking any responsibility for it, not realizing that I could or that I should, or that I had the power to, or that doing that would create something different from, for me. And so self-awareness is really a, a wonderful opportunity for us to grow and develop and create a really aligned and happy life, a really confident life. And so that's really why I want to talk about it today um, a little bit more and in a little bit more depth. Now, when I went through the life coach school to become certified as a life coach, to share and be a mentor in this way to other moms and to other women all around the world, I learned about self-awareness. Now, I, I learned that I could think about my thinking prior to becoming a life coach. I learned that, hey, I was actually responsible for the results that I had through what I was thinking and feeling and doing, and that I had complete power over that. But when I went to the life coach school, I learned about three stages of awareness. And I kind of want to share those with you today. If you um, are new to this podcast, maybe you haven't heard my episode about the model, um, the self-coaching model, which is a tool that I use, one of the tools that I use with my clients. But it, these three stages of awareness kind of coincide with that model and how we kind of understand um, the, the results that we create in our life through awareness. And so... I want to just share these three stages of awareness with you. Stage one being we are aware after the model. And so what I mean by that is we are aware after a result has already been created. So for example, maybe I have a thought about something. Um, maybe I have then, not maybe, after I think something, a thought always creates a feeling within me. Feelings drive our actions and actions create our results. And so I could have a result of, um, I don't know, that I'm feeling overwhelmed or that my daughter is ignoring me or any result that you can think of in your life, maybe a certain dollar amount in your bank account. And after, because we are humans and we have a prefrontal cortex, we have the ability to be able to look back and realize, hey, this is the result that I have in my life. And we can pinpoint and see, okay, what's created that? Because we can look back and see, oh, this is what I was thinking. And this was my, the feelings that I created from that, that 
that thought created. And then this was the action that I took after I was feeling that way and so on. Okay. And so that's stage one. It's really this, my life has happened. This experience happened. And after the fact, I'm making sense of it. I'm seeing it because I'm choosing to after the fact that is stage one. And many of us will be in this stage in many areas of our life uh, often. Okay. Stage two is when we're in our model. So for example, let's say I'm feeling super frustrated, but I know that for me, I recognize that feeling of frustration. Maybe I recognize that feeling of overwhelm or I recognize that feeling of self-doubt and it is becomes an alert to me. I can realize, oh, hear that? here you are again, self-doubt. Hello, old friend. I am feeling you and that is that alert so that in the moment you can recognize, okay, what am I thinking? What does this feeling make me want to do? What, what result is this going to create for me? And so it's really this opportunity in stage two to be able to stop for a second to pause and recognize where you are at in the specific model so that you can change things before that model continues and you create maybe a result that isn't serving you in that moment. Okay, so that is stage two. And then stage three, which is a really wonderful place that we can get to. And I I must say that sometimes I kind of straddle over this stage two and stage three in many areas of my life. But stage three is just when we become aware of things before they even happen. So for example, I know that Sunday mornings are busy in my house getting my kids ready and out the door for our church services. I just know that. I just know that somebody's going to be running behind or somebody's going to be, you know, lollygagging or maybe I'm running behind or it's just usually that is the day that can be kind of stressful. And so it's becoming aware ahead of time of the thoughts that I'm choosing, of the feelings that I could choose because of those thoughts, of the circumstances that could happen and how I want to react to them ahead of time. The mom that I want to be ahead of time. And it's becoming aware before our models play out, before maybe the models that aren't serving us play out. And I love these stages of awareness because they help me see where my power is. They help me see, oh, I'm in stage one here. I recognize that this happened. Now, where do I want to be with this? And what can I do about it? I recently am in a a program. I'm taking a course and it's all about recognizing some of the deeper stories that we have trapped. Some of the stories that are stopping us from some of the results that we want in our life. And the reason I bring this up is because my mentor in this program shared with me um, a five stages of awareness kind of framework. And it's basically just a poem that was shared with her. And she added these stages. And I love this poem. I love the way that it is shared. It's very visual. And like I said, it has five stages. And I think that this can easily be adapted to include the three stages that I just mentioned um, in a really easy way to understand. And so I wanted to share this poem with you. It's by, it's by the, a woman by the name of Portia Nelson. And my mentor added the stages in. So I will read the poem with the stages added in so that you can kind of 
separate them in your mind and really understand these a little bit more fully. And I think this one will help you apply them a little bit more in your life and think of certain areas in your life where maybe you are not super self-aware and this poem might show you, you know, how to recognize that. And so the poem is called The Hole in My Sidewalk. And it begins like this. So stage one, I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Stage two, I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend that I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I am in this same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Stage three, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit, but my eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Stage four, I walk down the street. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Stage five, I walk down another street. I just love this poem so much because it reminds me from that stage one to stage five of how my life used to look. Walking down the same street, falling in the same holes day after day, and it's never my fault. And it takes forever to find a way out. And then doing it again. Again, it's not my fault. And then stage three, where our eyes are open to the awareness. We recognize that it's a habit. We recognize the street. We recognize the hole. Our eyes are open and we realize, oh, this is my fault. I chose to walk this same way. I chose to ignore this hole and I still fell in it. And then stage four, walking around the hole. This is, and then again, stage five, where you just choose to walk down a completely separate street. And I think when I shared those three stages of awareness before I read this poem, like becoming aware of the things that trigger you or the things that, um, the thoughts and the feelings that you habitually choose, when you know those things, you can walk down a different street. You can choose something different for yourself. And I always say my favorite Jim Rohn quote, for things to change, you've got to change, but you can't change what you can't see. And so starting this conversation in your own mind about the stages of awareness, about self-awareness for yourself, how self-aware are you of what you are creating through your thoughts? and your feelings, and your actions, and how that's playing out for you in your life. It's a really important conversation because unless we understand that, unless we understand and are more self-aware, we can't change anything. Now, I think I've illustrated and I've shared a little bit about why self, 
awareness is so important. But there is a story in a book called The Power of Habit. This book's written by Charles Duhigg. And in his book, he shares a story about a man named Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy it became the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts football team. He was, he, he also used to be a, a football player, went on to become this coach of the Indi Indianapolis Colts. And when he took over, the team wasn't doing so great. The team had a long history of losing. And Tony Dungy knew that he needed, as their coach, he needed to change the culture of that team or on that team. But he said, and this is the part that I love the most, he said, instead of focusing on the players and changing the players, he decided to become more self-aware of his own negative behaviors. Negative behaviors like yelling, like being overly critical, working on and working on changing those negative behaviors. And he recounted that by doing this, he was able to create a more positive and supportive environment for his team, which, surprise, ultimately led to their success. I have had similar success to Denji by changing me and me first by becoming more self-aware of myself and my own thoughts and my own feelings and how those play out in the results of my life. Um, and being aware of the stages of awareness, being aware of the sidewalk I'm walking on and the holes that I'm choosing to fall in, really taking um, responsibility for those things. And I love that example because it means, hey, I don't need to change anything else around me, but me. It's self-awareness that is key. And so how can we become more self-aware? I want to share just a couple of things because I know I've shared a lot of things today just on becoming more self-aware of becoming more self-aware. And that is, I think, where we all need to start. If you're here, you're in a great place of learning how to become more self-aware and recognizing where maybe you aren't in your life by recognizing, you know, in that poem, are you in stage one or two and three where you're continue to fall down those same holes, continue to blame outside circumstances and don't know how to change it? Hey, just really, really a good place to start and a good thing to know. But the, the two things that I want to share, maybe three things that I want to share of how you can become more self-aware for my action takers out there. One of the best ways that I have done this for myself is by journaling. And I am not a everyday journaler. I am pretty consistent. At, I'm pretty inconsistently consistent at my journaling, if that makes sense. But every time that I journal, anytime that I'm feeling you know, I feel that alert. I'm in that stage two. I'm in my model and I'm like, what's going on here? I use journaling to become more self-aware. Okay. When I write down my thoughts, the things that I'm thinking, what's going on in my brain, when I get that out on paper, it allows me first and foremost to become more self-aware about what's going on and what I'm creating. 
Okay. So that's a, my first tip. That's my first um, way that you can start becoming more self-aware right now today. The second thing that I want to share that has really, really helped me is getting coaching every week. I have my very own coach that I've hired that helps me and she turns up to our sessions online and she coaches me on anything from my personal relationships to my business to really anything that's going on with me that I haven't taken, that I'm not able to see for myself. And so a coach is going to help you create awareness for yourself that you cannot see because you're not on the outside looking in. You're stuck in. And sometimes when you're stuck in, you can't see out of that. And so a coach can help you do that. The third thing that I'm going to say is maybe something that's difficult. I know it's difficult for me, but you can choose to ask for feedback from others. And I don't mean like asking people to tell you how to be better or what's wrong with you or anything like that. I mean, if you want to, if there's an area of your life that you want to improve on, if there's a relationship that you want to improve in, then just ask for feedback. Say, hey, I really want to be a better friend or I really want to be a better wife. I really want to be a better mom to you. How can I do this? And what do you notice about how I'm showing up for you? And I say this kind of lightly because we never want to take the things that people say and believe them without questioning them. But on the same hand, we never want to take the people, the things that people say and um, believe all of the things before we have a chance to decide for ourselves what part of that could be true. And just approaching this, like of asking for feedback with a lot of curiosity rather than judgment. Hey, I want to learn more about me. I want to be better in these areas. And can I take this constructive criticism and take the pieces that I'm willing to accept and that I believe could be true and throw out the rest? Because again, other people's thoughts and opinions come from their perspectives and their experiences, but it also can be helpful for us. That feedback can be helpful for us as we are curious and able to take those that feedback and really decide for ourselves, hmm, I wonder what part of their experience could be true. And how could I be a little bit more sensitive to that in order to grow in my own self, in order to become the person that I want to be, in order to become the more self-aware, healthy human that I want to be that's living my best life from a place of confidence. And so start there with those things. If you are an action taker, you can start journaling. You can hire a coach. You can get feedback from others. But above all else, I just want to encourage everyone to just start start a conversation in your brain about self-awareness. Are you self-aware of the things you're thinking and feeling and the results that you even have in your life? And are you somebody that's falling down in the sidewalk and telling yourself it's not your fault? Or are you somebody that's ready to see things a little bit more clearly, to fall in and recognize those habits and know where you are and take responsibility for that? Because when you do, 
there's a whole world that will open up to you on the other side of that vulnerability, on the other side of that responsibility. And it, it does take some wading through some mud and some uncomfort to get there, but it is always 100% worth it. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I hope that whatever you're doing this week is fabulous and amazing. And we will see you right back here next week for another episode. Hello and welcome to the Confident Moms podcast. This is your host, Laura Dry, and you're listening to episode number 38, Being More Self-Aware. 